Welcome back to the Jenna Julie Podcast. Welcome back. We're here. Yeah, but it's a special day. Have no fear. Jenna and Julian podcast is live right now at Jenna <laughs> It's not live at all. It's recorded. Live, streaming live, straight to your devices and things. That's a lie. We live. <laughs> it's not live. Genuinely, though. What? People have asked us to go back to doing this live, but I don't think it would be the same. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but I also, like, we would have to have a monitor because we do it on Twitch, right? So the, they would be just be, like, in front of the camera, right? I mean, logistically, would you, it would be... <laughs> you record live from the side? Side angle. No, like, logistically, is easy, right? Really? Like, you said, yeah, because we could set the main camera up as, like, a source for OBS, and we mm-hmm. just stream through OBS. Mm. But I, I just think, like the con- like, the podcast itself, like, when I listen to podcasts... I'm in a different mood than when I'm listening to Twitch streams because mm, I'm in the mood for both sometimes. Like yeah. sometimes I want to just like literally like open up a Twitch stream, like lock my phone, let the audio play and just kind of hearing like dumb live stuff. Mm-hmm. But then other times I want to hear like a like a discussion that that's not live. Right. That happened that I know there's like an end point. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I find myself like sometimes I'll watch the H3 podcast live stream and I find that I listen to it. Like, actively listen to it far less than if I watch a recorded episode. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think there's a difference between active listening when you're live and when it's recorded for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's a special day, though, because why? this podcast is coming on Monday. For mm-hmm. us right now, it's Sunday. Yeah. We just went out to dinner for Julian's birthday. And tomorrow's your birthday, April 17th. Correct. Happy birthday, Julian. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. I love hugs. Hugs we, are good. We we smashed headphones. We did smash headphones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess How do you feel? I feel normal. You turned twenty six. Yeah. You're the same age now that you I was when I met you. That's interesting to think about. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. Because I feel like if I were to have met you right now, I would have understood a lot like better about, like, <laughs> I don't know, just, like, where you were in life. And, like, I don't know. It's weird because I don't, like, feel like a different person, but I feel like I'm living a different in, – I'm, like, I'm in a different life right now. Because mm-hmm. when I was 20, like, just the way I thought and the way I did things, I'm the same person. Right. But I just – it's like a whole different life. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's, yeah. Mm, no. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you, didn't, I thought, um, when we did the birthday podcast last year, when it was about, when I was about to turn 25, mm-hmm. didn't you say, or didn't someone say that like 25 is the worst, like the worst year? Yeah. I forgot who said it. I'll have to go back and check in that podcast, but it was someone either in the comments or someone I had talked to personally that was Japanese and said that in Japan... It's like 25 is considered the worst year. Tell me if I'm making that up. Do you remember the root of that? Because I want to look that up. No, I don't remember the root of that. But And I also had said that 25 was a terrible year for me as well. And I feel like I know a lot of people that 25 was a terrible year. Hmm. How was 25 for you? I. It was a lot. It was, you know what I mean? Like it was, I'm not going to, it's hard to just give it a one word answer like it wasn't a good year it wasn't a bad year mm. but it wasn't like a cursed year like some people think it is no i mean i don't 
I don't necessarily think like I, there are certain curses that I would buy more into than something just so like cut and dry as like 25 is <laughs> a bad age. year. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. But I definitely feel like it was a testing year. It was like a trying year for me. It's like a transitional age. Yeah. And like certain things happened in my life that I had to deal with for the first time as a 25 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like as I'm leaving 25, like I look back on some of the things and like, I don't know. I just think I've encountered certain things that I just hadn't before. Mm-hmm. You know, I think death is one of them. Mm-hmm. I was really unfamiliar with death um, or losing anyone close to me. And I think that happens to everyone at some point. I don't think there's anything special about mid 20s. No. I think it, it happens just kind of because of circumstance, obviously. But I would say that's one of the big things. Um, also, learning that, you know, I think learning that. Trying to think of how to put this. Like things that you had previously (laughs) formed opinions about may not be as built up in real life as they are in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like there were a few things that I went through as a 25 year old that I had entered the experience with a preconceived kind of formulated thought about it. Like I know, I know what this is. I'm either excited about it or I'm not, or I hold this to a certain regard. And then I do it and it's not that at all. It's more of just like understanding that life and like the circumstances of how random life is applies to everything, mm-hmm. no matter how much uh, of a of a, an opinion or, you know, conclusion you might have formed prior. Yeah. I Well, I do feel like mid-20s is such an age. Like you figure it out in different circumstances as a younger person. But like mid twenties is really you're you're in that period of like everyone fully expects you to be an adult and you are still sort of let, still letting go of like your your young person habits and like trying to be an adult but also feeling like you're failing at being an adult and like not wanting to be an adult but wanting to be an adult. And um it's just a weird, weird age. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Like there are a lot of moments when you're like, I'm young. Like I'm in my mid twenties. Yeah. So you're like, I'm not supposed to have it figured out. But then there are other moments where you're like, fuck, like I'm in my mid twenties. I should have some shit figured out. But there's, there's like these moments in, in any parts of your, your twenties where just like you said, it, it, things just don't work or happen the way that you thought that they would. And I think it's, I think that whole decade, I'm only, you know, two years out of it, but like that whole decade is really you learning how to take your expectations of life versus your actuality of life and then making things work for you, you know, because every kid has these ideas of, of what their life's going to look like at a certain age or as a teenager, what you think. And then, you know, you have a bunch of setbacks or you get blown off course or, you know, things out of your control happen. And it's all about figuring out how to pick yourself back up and make your reality the best you can, you know, yeah, (laughs) try and stay sane during it and have a positive attitude. Because yeah. it, it gets real easy in there to just get really, really discouraged, I feel like. Yeah. And I think being 25 and turning to 26 is characterized, like, nicely by how I just, like, didn't care about my birthday this year. <laughs> that's what, that's what I know? said to you. And it's true. I like it wasn't, a, it wasn't a joke and I wasn't trying to, like, whatever. It was just, like, I genuinely, the topic of my birthday was just, like, oh, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I, it's not, it doesn't excite me. And not in like a depressing, like, oh, I'm getting old and grumpy kind of way. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, when you're young and your birthday is this magical time and like you look forward to it and you have these high expectations. But I think it goes back to the expectations thing about just like life mm-hmm. that like you learn that expectations, you know, that's just, what's causing the root of yeah. some of your unhappiness in yeah, life. Yeah, expectations can be bad. You're holding yourself to this thing you had in your mind that doesn't even make any sense now that you're here. You yeah. Know? So let go of them and then just try and enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah. But I did when I was like, Julian, what do you want to do for your birthday? And you were like, I don't know. Maybe go out to dinner or, you know, something really like you're twisting my arm over here. I don't think we can make that happen, you know. But even like, okay, so several years ago we had a big party at the house. Like RHPC was here, like our friends, you know. And you have these years where you'd be really disappointed if you didn't see your friends for your birthday or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then last year it was like, all right, and even it's like a more adult version of that. Like it was a big year though. Yeah. Twenty five, I feel like, you know, it's like one of those landmarks sort of birthdays where you'd like to celebrate it a little more than others. Mm-hmm. And so we, we yeah, twenty three was the keg party. Twenty four you took me to Joshua Tree. Oh, that's right. So we skipped a year of parties. And then 25 last year yeah, was we had the a, bar. We, yeah, we went to a bar yeah. with a bunch of friends, but still not like tons of friends. It was a mod, it was groups, modern group, like not a lot of people, but a all lot very of close people, people. that do jujitsu. I had a lot of jujitsu friends there. I had a lot of like people grabbing me by my sweatshirt. <laughs> you act like when you meet someone who does jujitsu, they automatically just like start gripping <laughs> That's how you. they greet you. <laughs> it's not how they, it's your we're code. not a different like tribe. <laughs> yes, you are. You're like a, well, we a secret society and that's not your a handshake. Society. Okay. You grab each other by the sweatshirt and the neck here and then you say, oh, it's a toy. Okay. For a secret because society, that's, that's a belts. pretty... That's a, that's a pretty big giveaway for a, a, a handshake. It's not very much of a secret if you see someone do that. You're like, okay, what the hell was that? <laughs> can you explain the shit that you just did to him? Wait, can you do it to me at the same time? Like yeah. like this? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not very way secretive. Too, no, if anything, it would be something along like, like a cuff grip, like right there. Oh, that's shit. more subtle. That's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, jiu-jitsu, that could be a, that's very easy to turn a jiu-jitsu club into a secret society now that you think about it because <laughs> well, you're, you're already meeting regularly right right you already have that carved out where people don't wear, raise an eyebrow you already all wear the same thing <laughs> yeah we're already in uniform we're in our well that's only if it's gi jujitsu oh yeah that's a no gi is a whole different cult <laughs> and so yes. is butt-ass naked jujitsu that's not a thing that's not <laughs> yeah. a thing that i'm aware that's of that's my favorite thing to ask you you want to go no gi like, just butt naked? You want to get in no, here? No, 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 I did think it was really interesting, though, because ever since I've known you, since you were, you know, it's six years now that I've known you, um, you've always... You, know, <laughs> you said since you were six. What? I thought you said since you were six. <laughs> no. Um, you've always hung out with people that are older than you. Mm, yeah. And it's because you're a mature person and you see value in people that handle themselves in a way that you admire, you know? Mm. Like, I don't see you... Hanging out with people that don't, like, push you in some sort of way. Mm. And um, as I've watched you, you know, grow into the person that you are, 
it's like <laughs> you found this jujitsu gym and I'm like, cool. Yeah. I can't wait to meet your friends. Cause it had been like a year or two that you'd been going there and you're like, yeah. I really want you to meet my friend Jason or like coach and stuff. And I meet all these people. Like I hear about them, but then I meet them and I realize that they're all like mid forties. Like they all have kids or like <laughs> some cops, like people that need to train some cops. and you come home and you'll talk about them. You know, like they're people yeah. that you just relate to, but on paper, it's always so funny to me that I'm like, all right, here's Julian. Like, even the first time I met you, like, yeah, here's one of my best friends. His name's Mark, and he's a 40-year-old man. <laughs> and it's funny because I think that you're just like, yeah, you identify and relate to people that will push you and inspire you. And, like, that's that's what you like in people, and that's what draws people to you and you to people. And that's, like, I've watched a lot of people – get excited about your energy and helping you. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? Yeah. Because if you have knowledge, right, or something where you could help someone, no one likes a lazy student that is just sort of like half listening to you. And when someone takes like a genuine interest in something that you're doing and is really excited and really wants to do it, like you are that person in so many different things that I've watched you try or do or yeah. succeed in. Like, you know, when you were doing Olympic weightlifting and, you know, you quickly just excel in whatever you put your mind to because you're you're an Aries and <laughs> that's not the only reason but you know what I mean you're just an excited student of whatever you're focusing your energy into and you like attract people that have something to teach you I feel like because of that like it's so exciting to teach someone that is so thirsty and so appreciative you know and you are that I mean that honestly feels like a really nice compliment so thank you I appreciate that 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 you said that about me. I mean, I I really do feel like, like, as a person who you know in college and past college, like didn't like was I wasn't really in a large group of friends ever, right? Like even in high school, I only had like a handful of friends. Mm -hmm. And as I like transitioned to sort of being a young adult in college and and in the workplace, like i got really lucky like i met some really really great people who yeah were a lot older than me but they also saw that i was willing to learn mm -hmm. brett is a great example brett right. is a big reason why you know uh, this whole concept is a big reason why i'm very close friends with brett and now you are too mm -hmm. is because like you know i've gotten lucky to meet people like brett like mark um who have recognized that i'm just willing to learn that's really kind of all it started with mm -hmm. and then the time of day that I'm given by people who are much wiser and older mm -hmm. transitions into friendship. And then all of a sudden, all my friends are 10, year, 10 20 years older than me. <laughs> and that's great because, you know, I feel like that's a big reason why I vibed with you and, mm -hmm. and why I was able to kind of catch up in a certain sense, even though I'm younger than you, I feel like, um, th like older is where I want to be with people. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and like the jujitsu thing is so funny because like my friend Jason, he's thirty five from <laughs> jujitsu, and we're like we're boys. Like I, I like we have conversations and like we talk about life and everything. It just it doesn't really register that that even matters mm -hmm. because if you're willing to listen to someone, if you're willing to talk to someone, relate to someone, and learn from them, like you know, who yeah. the, I think you have more to gain than someone your exact age. I agree.
It's like when you talk to your your wise grandparents and you're listening to stories. And if you want to listen, you're going to gain some wisdom. But it's like that on a smaller scale. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people (laughs) obviously hang out with people that are older and have conversations with people that are older. I've just never met anyone who's like majority of friends are all at least five years older than them. (laughs) At least five. Yeah. But that's really. I skew up. You skew up. <laughs> you really yeah. do. But I like even to this day, like when I watched you uh, with the Twitch stream, you uh, you then taught me. But originally you had completely taught yourself the entire sort of ropes to the streaming world. Mm. And I continue to watch you reach out to people that you admire, that you know are you good at what they do professionally. And you just have this way of really genuinely approaching people and acknowledging that they are a master at something and if they'd ever be willing to teach you something. Like I watch your friendship with Matt Joes, who does, you know, hyperlapses and time lapses. And I, I don't, how old is Matt Joes? Matt Joes, I think he is, now he's 28? Yeah, but I mean like. 27, 28, yeah. Matt Jones is wonderful. I adore him. But, like, it's probably not – maybe it is now, maybe not when you reached out to him because mm. you really – you found him on Reddit, right? Um, uh, Yeah, I found him on Reddit and I never really reached out. I um, I sort of just became, like, a silent viewer. Yeah. So I subscribed to his channel. I, like, binge-watched his whole, sh- his whole fucking channel and I would silently watch for, like, a year. And then I finally, like, left a comment. Right. And he, like, found me and then we connected. But, yeah. Like I, I just I think that when you have a particular skill, yeah. and someone is like, "Man, that is so fucking cool." Would you ever mind, you know, teaching me some stuff? Yeah, it's incredibly flattering, and you're like, "Yeah, dude, yeah. I'd love to." Yeah, it would be my pleasure. Yeah, you know? and I also feel like when you like, if you treat that opportunity when you reach out to someone as like, "Don't do that to everyone." Mm-hmm. It's special when you do that, mm-hmm. so that it comes from a more genuine place mm-hmm. of interest and and you know intrigue like i feel like that what you know what that feels like when someone reaches out to you and you're like hey jenna like you know i you're like the best of the best at this one thing and i just want you to know that i really admire that you do it so well and if you'd ever be willing to maybe give me some tips i'd appreciate <laughs> I mean, it i get some of that sometimes on youtube i'd say i don't like, mean from a, a random the, i mean yeah. from a person you've had an acquaintance with or a friend or something i think for for friends or people that i know the majority of the the conversations sort of end up on education. Hmm. Well, you're you're a master at education. I'm a literal master. <laughs> a nunchuck dojo daddy master at education. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just That shit's crazy to me and you glaze over that pretty easily every time someone asks, but you got your masters in two one year one, one year. year. Yeah. That's nuts. It's called a, a fast track program. It was absolutely insane. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So, like, can you break down, because I don't know the, like, for an undergrad, I know the credits and stuff and how that all works out. What does it look like for a a master's degree? Like, what's the traditional length of time that you would spend? Two years. Two years. Mm -hmm. And you did it in half the time. Mm -hmm. And, And, like, compare that to undergrad. Like, how is it different? How is it the same? Just structurally, like... Structurally, you still have classes. Yeah. You still go to classes. You still write papers. And, and I'm just speaking for my for program. For your, exactly. Yeah, right, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what it's to, like yeah. if you would like to go to medical school or, or, or law school. It's probably school. really fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, I've had friends do both, and you basically just say goodbye to them for about three to five years. Or law school. Yeah, yeah law school, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, it was the, the easy transition from undergraduate was that you still 
go to classes and have a schedule like mm-hmm. you usually would. So on my first day, I'm pumped, right? Like I'm excited. You know, I'm squishing in basically two years into one year. And so I have a, a fair amount of classes, but still I'm like, all right, there's some time in here when I'm going to be able to maybe have a part-time job or, you know, keep my part-time job. My part-time jobs were at night for the most part because I was go-go dancing, bartending, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so I wasn't super concerned about that, but you know, maybe I could pick up a shift at the tanning salon or something, or you know what I mean? During yeah, yeah. the day on these certain days. So I get my schedule and they're all Classes are no longer like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9.30 to 10.30. Hmm. You know how you have like some classes that are shorter and some that are longer. Depending on how often you have them. No, yeah. Yeah, No, all your classes are like three hours. Yeah. And how many times a week? (laughs) Well, for you, it's probably different than the average master's program. I don't remember. But almost all my classes were like three hours Like lecture halls. Not lecture halls. Oh, just they were three hours. Like normal classes were three hours. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of people. That's that's another big difference. That's, that's also interesting. <laughs> but I mean, Suffolk for me, my undergraduate was small, so I was used to small classes. But I'm saying, like, some of them, like, well, I would have to take a bus to go to the medical school to do a fair amount of my classes because it is a psychology degree. Mm-hmm. So I was studying in Boston University Medical School for some of them, and you're in there sort of with people that might go on to get an LMHC or like it's certified mental health counselor, or they might go on to get a PhD and become a psychologist Uh um, or psychiatrist or whatever. But um, the other portion of my classes were a mix in between the, the school of sciences and then sort of where the sports and that sort of thing was. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> like within our program, like the people in my program, there's only, you know, I think 13 people. Shit. So when we, and even that was broken into subgroups of my advisor and the other advisor who was her husband, <laughs> magical. Um, so we would have, you know, a three hour long class of the six of us sitting and talking about our internships. So that was when I first get my schedule, I'm like, Okay, this seems totally doable. They're long classes, but like the schedule is not completely out of control. Yeah. And then your first, you know, sitting down with your advisor is like, all right, well, today we're placing you in your internships. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take up every hour that <laughs> isn't filled up with a class. And then that's when it hit me like, oh, shit. This is what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. Um, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Because like an undergrad, it's like, you know, depending on your major, it's like, okay, you know, here, here's what the internships traditionally, you know, involve and here are some different companies and do them if you, you know, if you want or whatever, mm-hmm. like if you want credits for that, yeah, but no. it's not like you're hustling at your fucking internships yeah, every no. day like you are at class because yeah. that's insane. Well, and like, you know, we had a couple of internships. Yeah. So like in the mornings on certain days, but like a lot of days I was going over to the middle school, high school that I was working at in the city. And, yeah. And yeah. teaching in Jamaica plain and teaching kids physical responsibility 
they're, uh, they're social responsibility physical, physical activity. activity yeah. So we worked with the baseball and softball teams. That would be very early in the morning and then classes all day. And then I would have an internship at night where I worked with BU student athletes where you talk to them like a performance enhance enhancement, like that kind of thing. Because yeah. the, the, the idea behind having all these different internships is figuring out what you're good at because there's a difference between what you're good at and what you like. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's it. Honestly, it makes so much more sense than the traditional, like get an internship and then be done with it. Because like, if you don't like it, then what the fuck are you wasting your time on? Mm -hmm. Right. You're not seeing if there's another option out there right. while you're trying that. Yeah. So you're, it's very different than undergraduate in that maybe you might get an internship as an upperclassman, yeah. you know, doing something sort of related to something that you're doing or, you know, it's an unpaid, inter whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. parts of our program are structured to sit down and talk about your internships and how they're going and how you can do better and how you can actually practice what you're doing. You know what I mean? Just like a regular checkup of where you're at with right. all the shit you're doing. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> it was high key. Awesome. So. Um, That's insane, dude. Yeah, it was it was crazy, and then I worked at night, so it was a lot to fucking feed yourself, to feed myself. <laughs> yeah, yes, Damn. to feed myself. But that hustle is crazy. Yeah, it's it so crazy. It was wild, but anyways, I don't. That was a weird tangent, but basically, I feel like most people that ask me questions are along the lines of higher education. Hmm. I don't really, I, hear, I don't I really a have a lot of people asking me, unless they're like close friends or people that, you know, genuinely ask me questions yeah, or what yeah. I think, even though I have a very, um, I would say independent view. Like I do a lot of things differently than other people on the internet, I would say. But, uh, for the most part, it's people asking me about education. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people that don't. They don't know anybody that's gone to graduate school, let alone college for some people. You were the it's first person I had valuable met. Valuable to have someone's advice. You you, know? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure you're the first person I met that I've actually known about, what, like, you know, that you went to graduate school and then my sister did after yeah. a few years later. But no, it's super fucking interesting because, and that's why I like asked you, like, logistically, like, what does it look like? Because mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think a lot of people know that. Oh, it's just every hour of every day, <laughs> you know. <It> so <laughs> like, insane. no joke, every hour of every day. Like, it's, like, basically, like, college, but if you replace the social and fun part of college with more college. Yeah. <laughs> and well, compress it into a yeah. year or two years. In undergraduate, for me, like, a lot of people, you know, you, you're – the first thing that my softball coach said to me was, you're going to have more free time than you've ever had in your life. And I sort of half believed her. And then when I got my class schedule, I was like, you know, you're right. Because what the fuck do you do with this? Like you, you can schedule your classes from yeah. nine to 12 or nine to one in one day, knock them all out. And then you have like all these hours in the afternoon. So a lot of people get part-time jobs or for me, that was never a thing because you have to Practice. schedule all your, your classes between 8am and 12 or one for all your softball obligations, because then practice was every day in yeah. the afternoon. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a lot too yeah. but i mean going from that sort of structure in undergraduate and then all of your obviously your weekends are all practice mm -hmm. all of your spring break is all travel all of your holidays are basically either travel or training like yeah. you go home but you also have this book of weight training that you need to execute before yeah. you come back you can't come back out of shape you and can't a mess. Hide that shit. Yeah. yeah no you can't yeah. um yeah. 
but that I think that's what made that transition easier for me is that my my days had already been packed from sometimes five a.m. to you know eight nine ten p.m. Yeah. and then you get home and you have to feed yourself and do all your homework. Damn, dude. I that's crazy. I did an internship. You know about this. I did an internship um, for a whole summer, like basically a spring and a summer. Yeah. And never went in time <laughs> to get them to sign my internship <laughs> yeah. papers. So I waited like a yes. half a year and I went back and they had gone out of business. So they were nowhere. <laughs> so it was the internship that wasn't. It literally like didn't exist. Didn't I help you get a college credit at the end of You did. The... You did. Um, because I was in that pickle where I had fucked up by doing the internship <laughs> but then forgetting to get the signatures in time because I was like, I'll get them when I get them. Yeah, but that wasn't even your fault. Didn't no. It, the company like shut down, They right? shut down. Yeah. All their emails stopped working. I right. couldn't find any contact. It was IBM Sports. There's actually a few clips that on sucks. YouTube of me doing stuff for them. That's not your fault. Like you still should have gotten that credit. You did the full internship. Yeah, so I'm like sitting there putting my credits together and, and like things aren't adding up. And I'm like, oh, I need my fucking internship credits. Fuck. So I'm like, okay, I reach out to them like, hey, can you guys just please sign this and send it back? Mm -hmm. Like. I no response. To, nothing. No response. Again, nothing. <laughs> I, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to like Google really quick. IBM Sports. Did I spell it right? IBMSports.com. Domain not found. <laughs> what? I was there for a summer. I literally <laughs> like... moved into my college like apartment for the summer. Like when all my roommates went home mm -hmm. and I like had my own room. Mm -hmm. Like I was just sitting there by myself and going to and from fucking work basically in a tie and <laughs> doing busy fucking work all day. And it didn't count for anything. And so I was kind of like, I was like, okay, well, I can go out and get another fucking internship. But at the time, that's like right when you allowed me to start like kind of – and teaching me like to start helping you with your videos, whether mm -hmm. it was like, you know, watching you edit and kind of learning your style or holding the camera or whatever, like being your – basically your PA. Mm -hmm. And I had been doing that for a few months by the time this had happened. And you were like, well, like you fucking help me all the time. Like I have a business. I can just give you the internship credits for interning for me. And we like literally made it official. We mm -hmm. filled out the forms and everything and I got it certified and, and you kind of saved my butt a little bit because mm -hmm. <laughs> that shit sucked. But <laughs> yeah, no, on my college credit, I was an official intern for Jay Marbles. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we laugh at it because it is funny in hindsight. Yeah. But you did you or did you not learn more working for me for as an internship? Than I did for IBM Sports? Yeah, I mean, oh hourly, you, you got obviously the bulk of your hours for that internship on a Wednesday. You know, there's a lot of hours that go into that day. But I learned how much time could be wasted in a professional work environment at IBM Sports because, like, if you're, a, like, an intern or a lower-level employee, there's so much time that is just wasted mm -hmm. that you can just be like because like what part of our job is like scrubbing through game footage to find highlights which if you think about it like how do you monitor how someone's working <laughs> if they're doing that all day i come back to you with five highlights who knows like where's the scale who knows if i should have gotten 10 or 20 or 30 or one yeah. like depending on the games i watch what if they were just boring games like there's no structure in place to like make sure people are doing quality work mm -hmm. so a lot of times i would be like fucking killing it i'd be like finding these great clips and putting shit together and recording my own videos and whatever and then other times i'd be like Hello? Like, is, does anyone <laughs> care that I'm fucking doing this? Like, I'm not getting paid. I know that. Yeah. And the internship credit is going to look like an internship credit regardless if I get five highlights out of this fucking tape or 20. <laughs> unless you don't Except, fill out the forms, yeah, Julian. Joke's on you. Yeah. But, like, that's one thing I did learn from them. But back to your point, like, 100%. Like, uh, 
the shit I learned when I first started, you know, learning from you and you start, started letting me help you with the videos and stuff is shit that has helped me so much in my work now. And, mm-hmm. like, you were the – you, like, we're both self-taught. But, like, you self-taught taught me your way of editing and that's been crazy helpful. Not just editing, like, the whole nine. Yeah. I'm in though. sports. The model of that business was set to fail. I mean, it was basically an ESPN for high school sports. Like, who yeah. wants to, besides the parents? <laughs> I will say that one thing about, like, transitioning from 18, 19, 20, 21, like, college age to mid-20s and then mid-20s to, like, 30s is, like, I find that I just, I care less about a, a lot of stuff, but, like, in a good way. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I think about the things that used to make me so angry when I was younger, and, like, they just don't bother me anymore. Like, it, it takes a, you know, really, really, really valid reason for me to be, like, outrageously upset about something. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, a much nicer way to live your life. Yeah. You know? It really is. There's There's some peace to that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's fucked up shit that happens all the time, everywhere, nonstop. Yeah. I can't stand a lot of people. There's a lot of fucking shit out there that I don't fucking like. Yeah. But what I don't need to do is waste my time and energy thinking about it or talking about it or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I think one of the things that you gain with age is just a level of perspective with everything. Yeah. And, like, it's it's it doesn't make problems out in the world less of problems and mm-hmm. it doesn't make bad guys less bad but it does make your daily life and your outlook like a little less fucking hindered by the shit that's everywhere like you're able to kind of just like filter things out and not really pay so much mm-hmm. emotion and attention to things that you previously had done or something yeah. i don't know well i think too like when we talk about as we get older like what you want for your birthday when you think about like a like a two-year-old <laughs> right think yeah. about a two-year-old okay when they turn from one to two, that year was half of their entire <laughs> life. Like, the, it feels like a long-ass fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just struggling to, like, keep my head up. This has been Literally, a like, tummy battle. time. I have been a baby forever. <laughs> first of all, my whole life I've been a baby. But the first half of it was brutal. And I was upset the entire time. <laughs> And then, like, a five-year-old, one year is one-fifth of your life, you yeah. know? So it feels like a really long time yeah. to you. But, you know, once you're 26 or 31, it's like What's a year another piece is, of the pot? But it, the years start to feel shorter and shorter because yeah. it's one-thirtieth of your life yeah. or one-twenty-sixth of your life. Becomes a smaller portion of, yeah. And what you really start to value is your time, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. you're, the, the people that you're with and stuff like that, it's no longer about this idea of what your birthday was. It's like... When I turn 30 and 31, 29, 30, 31, all of them, you like, what do you want? I want to do nothing. Yeah. I want, I want me time. I am a Virgo. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to snuggle in a blanket in my couch and chill yeah. because that's what I, I value at this yeah. point in my life is that those times when I'm like, I'm snuggled and chilling. I think the birthday is a great example of like valuing time as you grow up though, because mm-hmm. Sure, like directly around the birthday, like your birthday week, the Saturday, you know, what what do you want to spend that time on as an adult? Like what would you choose to do with your time? Like it's a great small example, but like I feel like broadening that concept to like as 
25 and 26 and 27 come in your life, like that's, and that's one thing that I feel like I've really, you know, sort of had to deal with learning in a good and bad and tough and easy way as a 25 year old moving to 26 is like, you are responsible 1000% for the time that you spend doing anything Mm -hmm. and spending your time with certain people or without certain people or reaching out to certain people or not reaching out or keeping yourself or spending time on work or your body or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that time becomes like so much more intense. And there's such a, there's such a magnifying glass over that time when you get older, because it's like, no one else is going to be fucking responsible for it except for you. And you start to learn the little tiny ramifications that add up into the big changes in your life Mm -hmm. based on how you spend that time. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of good that can come of that, but there's also a lot of like really sad times, you know, like one thing for me is like, you know, when you lose someone in your mind, you're like, man, I I wish I could have spent more time with them. Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing comes from good things and it also comes from bad things. But it's also like a moment of like realization that you are responsible for your time. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for everyone on earth. It's just when you're younger, you don't necessarily have the tools to deal with that by yourself. You need help. But like, yeah, like that's one of the biggest things I've learned as like a as like a mid-20s person. It's like my time is so important and I am so you know, responsible. I have such a responsibility to, to spend my time wisely if I want my life to be the way I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think the birthday thing is like really indicative of like where your mindset is right now or my mindset is right now. Well, you just let me know what you want to do on Tuesday. (laughs) It's your day, (laughs) but we already did go out to dinner and we we got you your, it's called Shojin in Los Angeles. It's Vegan and gluten-free well, sushi. It by, exists. By the it time, exists. By the time this Second episode. Second time we've been there. By the time this episode goes up, my Instagram story will still be live. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. So if you want to see, like I, I, snapped, I snapped every single dish we had. Um, and I even tagged the place. But yeah, it's this place, this hole-in-the-wall sushi restaurant in Culver City that has vegan and gluten-free everything on the menu. Yeah. And it's sushi. Not open Mondays or Tuesdays, so that's why we couldn't go for Julian's birthday just like, ever. No Mondays or Tuesdays. Just like the sandboarding place in Bruno, Idaho. Not open Mondays or Tuesdays for no fucking reason. And they, they're they only open for dinner. And, yeah, you got a reservation uh, online and whatever. It's relatively expensive, but it's your birthday. And, and like... That you they don't do takeout. It's only dine in only. So like we can only go there and have a dining experience. And we've gone there twice, both on my birthday. Yeah. I think. But it, that's what keeps it special and nice and fun. Mm-hmm. And you really, really enjoy that food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she says, "Does anyone have any food allergies?" and we're all like, "Just, just Julian celiac," and they're like, "Okay, perfect, amazing, perfect," because everything there is vegan and mm-hmm. gluten free. But they even I mean, cater to like people that have garlic yeah. allergies, onion and allergies, soy allergies, nut not, allergies. I think it's all nut free. Yeah, I think. amazing. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, thank you for having a chat with me. This was yeah. nice. Um, thank you for spending six years of your life and hopefully a whole lot more. The best ones I've ever had. Same here. Ditto. Love you. I love you too. Happy um, birthday, Julian. Thank you. You're and, a wonderful person. We're lucky to know you. Thank you for uh, allowing me to grow grow into an adult and be a little bit behind you, but like catching up. And it's, yeah, I mean, especially online, like with you guys, 
listening. Like this has been a great journey and um, I, it's crazy to look back and where I was when I started filming myself and now where I'm at now, it's, you know, the it's content. It's only going to get weirder and cooler and like more, more embarrassing. I promise you. But like vlog one, I'm on a bike. <laughs> like what, who the, what the fuck was I doing? Like what was my life about then? It's completely <laughs> crazy and different. Um, but thank you guys, you know, for, I've already gotten some birthday wishes, even though y'all are early as fuck. Um, thank you guys for supporting the podcast. The support has been insane, you know, lately and exceedingly insane. You know, this, this podcast has felt more and more special the longer we do it. So thank you guys for hanging out, uh, for 26 years of a podcast. Thank you. This is the longest running podcast on (laughs) iTunes. You're welcome. We are, we've been going for 26 straight years, uploading every day. It's the world record. No, that's not true. No, 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 no. That was a lie. I got excited. Well, you just let me know what you want for your birthday, and then we'll do that because you deserve it. Thank you. I love you. Thank you guys for spending my birthday with me. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Bye, Dix. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.